here with Eli. Hey, Eli, how are you? Good to see you on Zoom today. Yeah. Uh, what have you been watching? Okay, so I'm going to start with something I'm listening to. Uh, for all of my survivor gays and girlies out there, uh, there is a new-ish podcast hosted by Jeff Probst from Survivor. Oh, wow. It's called On Fire with Jeff Probst. Uh it's phenomenal. It's so, so good. I have been burning through it. And what it is, is Jeff sits down with one of the other producers and another guy who's, I don't actually know what his role is. And uh, they do a, like a kind of a quick recap of like, here are some of the highlights from our most recent episode that was that were interesting to us. And then they do a deep dive into a behind the scenes topic. So like, here's how we edit the show. Here's how we like capture sound on the show. Like here's how big the crew is and what it's all consists of. And it's super fascinating. If you're a survivor fan, like um, Jeff is, I'm a, I'm a huge Jeff Probst fan. Like, I think he's really, really good at his job. And I also think he seems like a super like nice, genuine person. Um, but one of my favorite things about him for years is he's very candid and very self-aware and he's a huge fan of his own show. And oh, so cool. like you you feel you feel like I think a lot of times when producers or hosts or, you know, whatever are giving like behind the scenes um, commentary, it feels very like guarded and careful and polished. And with him, whenever he talks about his own show, he's like very good at like, well, we tried this. This is why we tried it. It absolutely didn't work. I'm super disappointed about that. I can't believe I was dumb enough to think that that was a good idea. Like he's very, very good at that. He's very candid about talking about like the players and what he thinks their strengths and weaknesses are. Um, and then he, the podcast every week, they take uh, questions from people who are listening to the podcast. And they're always like questions that I'm like, I've always wanted to know that. Um, and then the final segment of the podcast is called, this is why Jeff sucks. And it's somebody, they take a comment from somebody who like hates Jeff Probst and <laughs> like complains about like how he's ruining the show and they read it and then they give him a chance to respond. And it's very playful and really fun. I'm loving it. So check it out. Have you ever seen the movie other people? No, but I heard the Mary Tyler Moore. Wait, other people. Sorry, that's normal people. Other people. No, it's the people who did the other two, right? Yes. Yeah, no, but I've heard it's great. Okay, so it stars Molly Shannon and Jesse Plemons, and it has um, John Early in it, uh, who we love all three of those people. And it's um, written and produced by the people who made the other two. And all of those facts together mean that this show should have been on my radar or this movie should have been on my radar but I think some it was covid era right i i think it was like 2018 or 2019 i think it was just oh before. really i might be wrong about that but i missed this movie completely yeah me too. um so last night skylar and i watched it uh we were ugly crying at the end of this thing like ugly audibly crying both of us um, the movie is about Molly Shannon and Jesse Plemons, who are a mother-son relationship. And Jesse Plemons has gone home to stay with his family because his mom has cancer and it's not looking good. And mm. so it um, this is not a spoiler because the opening of the movie, you like the first scene, you find out that Molly Shannon is dead. And then it kind of flashes back to the last little while while Jesse Plemons has been there, like spending his final moments with his mom. Um, it's super well acted. 
everybody in it is really good. Uh, Jesse Plemons' character in this is gay, and his dad, whom who is married to Molly Shannon in the movie, is like pretty homophobic. And so there's like an element of him kind of processing and dealing with that relationship and the fact that like his one supportive parent is like dying and like what does that look like for my future and what is my family going to be after this. Um, it's funny at times. It's really, really sweet. Uh, the characters are are super likable for the most part. John Early is like very fun in it, very funny. Um, ten out of ten. Like it is such a good movie, and I'm kind of surprised that, um, at least from my perspective, it hasn't had more attention. So I don't know. Kind of you odd. liked it though. Loved it. Loved good. it. Uh, okay, Meg. I watched the final episode of Vanderpump. Vanderpump Rules. Vanderpump Rules on your recommendation. I listened to the Hive Mind episode of you and Emily talking about it. And then I didn't understand most of what you were saying because I hadn't seen the actual Doesn't episode. Matter. Doesn't and so, matter. Do you know how many DMs we get that are like, we have no idea what you're talking about? And I'm like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> really? <laughs> Yeah, but they keep listening and I'm like I mean I do that with podcasts we'll yeah. talk about movies I've never seen I'm like yeah sure sure, sure. yeah so Vanderpump rules I I watched that final episode where the affair is revealed and they're dealing with it um two comments one everybody looks the same to me and so I like could not tell these people apart so people would uh -huh. like come and go on the screen and I'd be like who are you are you the same woman we just saw well, you have facial blindness I do, but even Skylar, who doesn't have facial blindness, was like, is that the same woman as the one before? Because they all are just look like L.A. Like, they've all yes. gotten the same plastic surgery. So The all same their... lip filler, the yeah. same spray tan. They're blonde, except for Katie and um, Sheena. Yeah. Yeah. Well, they, and Raquel. Ugh, Raquel. They, they speak in the same cadence and with the same accent. And anyway, um, I will say, like... This show, you it would be hard for you to find a TV show that's less in my lane than Vanderpump Rules. Yeah. That said, I did gasp a few times. Yeah. And like have some emotional reactions to what was going on. <laughs> I mean, it is the biggest reality TV scandal we have ever had. Really? I'm yeah. trying to think. Yeah, because I can't I can't think of anything that I feel like has been more. The only stuff. thing I can think of that came close was when Colton on The Bachelor jumped the fence and tried to quit, but that was not nearly as explosive as this. Mm. Very interesting. Yet yeah, when I'm, th I'm thinking through like all of the Survivor scandals that have happened over the years, and not and they're they're a big deal in Survivor fandom, but I can't think of any except for like maybe in the very first season that like crossed over to people who don't watch the show being aware of it and that yeah. like this I was aware of this scandal even though I had never heard of the show I mean I started watching because of the scandal you know interesting that's marketing baby yeah so I don't know it was it was a good time I probably won't like keep watching but I, I but now you, I, you're like vaguely aware and you can join the conversation that's that's exactly right I have yeah. context and and it was entertaining enough so yeah. what have you been watching well, second part of the reunion, I watched uh, in an airport yesterday, ignored my kids and put in my AirPods and watched part two of the reunion. Mm -hmm. It is usually these reunions. I'm like, this is too long. This is so dumb. Everyone's storming off for no real reason. Every single second of these reunions are riveting, like riveting, shocking, 
I gasp, having Raquel in the trailer reacting to everything that's happening on the stage because she can't be within 100 yards of Sheena because Raquel filed a restraining order against Sheena. Like, just so good. It's so good. There's supposed to be a big reveal in the third part. I can't wait to find out what it is. I'm loving it so much. How many parts Um, are there going to be? Three. Okay. And part three is when they're supposed to be like this shocking revelation i have been watching 30 rock again we just finished season two it's such a delight uh we watched the first episode of i think you should leave which i like but i can only do an episode of at a time like Uh it's a lot it's a lot and so i'm like okay i'm good i need something like a little more comforting after this because the humor is just so caustic yeah most of the time and it is really funny but like i need to pace myself with it And then I listened to two really great um, Fresh Air interviews. Um, One was with Julia Louis-Dreyfus, who we meant to see this movie to talk about this week, but we both failed to. But she's talking about uh, You Hurt My Feelings. Um, And she's just also talking about she has a new podcast. And her podcast is one where she interviews wise women, essentially. And the first episode is Jane Fonda. Um, and I need to listen to it because it sounds phenomenal. Mm. The second Fresh Air interview I listened to was with Mary Tyler Moore, um, mm. who passed away a couple of years ago. The interview is from 1995, and it's her talking about like being the first woman on television to wear pants and you know her failed marriages and why they failed and her alcoholism and how she overcame it. <gasps> she was how- an alcoholic? Yeah. I didn't know that. Yeah. Uh, how much she loves Dick Van Dyke, just like really great. She just seemed like really great person, you know, and it made me remember how much I love her and every show she did and how wonderful she is. Um, I think that that's pretty much everything. And then, of course, we watched the Succession series finale. Wow. (gasps) What did you think? Uh, Great. It was really great. Here, Okay, I want to actually ask you this. Um. Succession is a show that I really enjoy. Um, I'm not obsessed with it like a lot of people are, but like yeah. I'm I'm engaged in it. Um, this is a show to me that feels like everyone in the world was watching and talking about. Like this was a very, very successful, popular show. I'm a little bit baffled that it had such broad appeal. Because so much of the show is like dense, in the weeds, business negotiations. You have billionaire family who are so unlikable, but people are still somehow rooting for it. And I, I wonder like what you think about why was this show so popular? Because that those seem like insurmountable odds that should make this like a niche show, right? Um, I'm going to give you some upsetting news. It is a niche show. We just happened to know all the people who watched it um Steven told me the numbers the other day and the finale viewership got like it was something like one tenth of the any game of thrones episode okay um and like one twenty fifth of a big bang theory (laughs) okay okay so niche it is niche we just happen to be in like jobs and social circles of the kind of people who watch this show that solves a mystery for me because like Meg, this week, the number of memes and tweets I have seen about Succession, I'm like, 
what how are this many people this into a show that is this unapproachable like because yeah. i think succession is pretty unapproachable yeah i mean and it's definitely a slow burn like i remember after season four of the first or sorry, episode four of the first season, I was like, I'm going to give it one more episode. And if it's not good, I'm out. And like episode five was a banger. Yeah. And so I stuck with it, but it takes commitment yeah. to, to get to the payoff. Well, and and I'll say like, we've talked about this on this podcast before. I, I'm not a dumb person and I did not follow 60, 70% of what was happening in the show. But you don't really need to. That's right. kind of the beauty of it. Yeah, that's right. And and I really had to like eventually get to a point where I'm like, you know what? I don't understand what they're talking about with the business, but I understand the relationships that are happening around it. And that's enough for me. So it's I just like kind of gave up. <laughs> when Steven tells me about his job, uh, have you seen that video of the man at the piano? He's like a one man band and he's like playing the organ and he's like banging the cymbals and he's also got like a tuba. Like yeah. that's what's happening in my brain whenever Steven talks about work. Like could not, could not understand it less, but like I can follow the drama. You know, I know that's, the narrative. I yeah, know the people in his sphere. This is so funny. I've been thinking about this a lot lately. Sorry to derail this, but uh, I work for a massive tech company yeah. and I don't know, frankly, even what the company does. Yes. Like I've been there for a year and I still don't quite understand what we do. Uh -huh. And I will be in meetings where everybody's talking like tech, tech, this and that, you know, and I like feel like they're speaking a foreign language and it, it's really like intimidating until somebody has a legal question. And then I'm like, oh, I get that part because sure. I'm the lawyer. And, and I've gotten to a point where I'm like, I don't need to understand all of the weeds. And like, I think we all do that at work. Like yeah. I go to our pitch meetings and it's like news, news, news. And I'm like the guys with the symbol and he's at the piano and he's playing the trombone. And then I hear something about like a column and then my brain's like, you know, and I'm tuned in. <laughs> I just don't have the mental capacity to keep all the other information that I don't need. Right. That's how watching succession feels. Right. Okay. So sorry. What, what did you think of the finale? I mean, I really feel like they stuck the landing and I feel like you could watch the first episode and the last episode and very clearly see how they got there. Um, I think uh, most of the internet had predicted that Tom was going to be the victor at the end. And that was correct. And I think that that was a really smart move for Jesse Armstrong and the writers to make. Um, and I think they knew that from the beginning. Um, I think the most poignant part for me was the Shiv storyline. Mm -hmm. um, essentially what happens is um, Alexander Skarsgård, Lucas Matson, uh, sits down with Tom and essentially tells Tom that because he believes he, he, Lucas wants to sleep with Shiv and believes Shiv wants to sleep with him, he can't give her the role of CEO. Um, and instead needs to give it to the man who put a baby in Shiv, which is just so uh, obviously emblematic of what it's like to be a woman in any professional setting mm. and the um, both seen and unseen challenges that most women face. And I think that her accepting that the position in which she would have the most power would be wife of the CEO was tragically beautiful. Yeah. The ending with them getting in the car together and like doing that awkward handhold and both looking very like stone faced was it was very like Kingmaker vibes. And it was yeah. 
but yeah, I, I think it was really, really well done. Uh, let me let me go back to something you you said a minute ago. Why do you think it was a smart move for them to write Tom as the victor? Because he was always the outsider. Like none of the Roy children deserved that company, right? right? I didn't cry any tears for Kendall at the end of that. For a minute, I was a little stressed when he took the elevator up that he was going to jump because there was that moment in a few seasons prior where he looks off the side of the building and the implication is that he might jump off of it. But him staring sadly into the ocean because he didn't get his father's company, but he still has billions and billions of dollars. Like I, I, There was no sense of loss for me there. And Roman proved himself to be a really terrible and incapable person this season. The only person I was kind of still rooting for was Tom. And only kind of, but I still was like, I think I'd like to see Tom succeed. And mm. in the end, he did. Um, so that was a satisfying payoff for me. Um, and I think it really spoke to what it takes to succeed in a wealthy environment. And often it takes being outside of that wealth and having climbed your way up on whatever your own merits are, given all the privilege like a white man has. Mm. I think one of the surprising things to me about the reaction to this show is how much people were rooting for characters or I've seen a lot of takes that were like, I'm heartbroken for such and such character. That was such a sad scene for such and such character. And I don't think I've re really ever emotionally invested in that way in this show because all of the people are so selfish and like such jerks that I... I kind of with you, like in the end, when none of the children got the company, I was just like, okay, like, am I supposed to feel bad for these people? And, but to, but to that same point, I wasn't rooting for Tom either. Like he was also a selfish jerk. And yeah. so he got it. And I was like, okay, I'm interested by what happened, but I'm not, I don't feel any like emotion for the characters in what happens. So, you know, how people talk about Shakespeare or, um, scholars talk about Shakespeare and every Shakespeare is either a comedy or a tragedy. Um, I think that Succession was a comic tragedy. Um, I think that it was always set up to be a tragedy. And in a lot of ways, it ended as a tragedy for the majority of these people and a tragedy that the Waystar, whatever, is no longer a part of the family. But as a viewer, it didn't feel tragic. It just felt like that was an interesting story I just watched unfold. Mm. Yeah, okay. Were were there any big surprises for you in the finale? Um, I think that the scene where they're all really getting along at their mom's house and, you know, they're... Mm. There's like this little glimmer of like, ah, oh, he this is what it could be, you know. Yeah. And I was surprised that they included that moment of humanity and them all getting along. Um, but I again I think that was a really smart move because then it made the following day that much more emotional for everyone involved. What about mm -hmm. you? Yeah, um, that was the 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 scene that I was just thinking of that I guess surprised me in terms of the capacity of the characters because i mean obviously we've seen them have a close relationship to some degree and we recently you and i talked about on this podcast the episode where their dad dies and you see them support each other and like really respond very emotionally 
and collectively in that episode. So this felt like an extenuation of uh, an extension of that. Uh, I enjoyed seeing that. And you're right. it, It is kind of interesting. It was interesting to see that side of them considering how awful they've all been to each other and to everybody else. There's, there's the part of me, you know, in the storytelling aspect, wondering how could these people have that level of humanity and do the things that they're willing to do, you know, and there, I I think the show was really successful in, in writing complicated characters in that way. Well, um, and I think that they have they can show humanity insofar as it serves them. Like they yeah. were all willing to be so loving and kind to each other when they were all working toward the same thing, which was killing the deal, right? Yeah. And it's only when Shiv changes her mind because she realizes the power she could have as the wife as the wife of the CEO that they fall apart again. Yeah. You know, it's always selfish. Their motivations have always been selfish. Uh huh fascinating um the the interviews uh that some of the actors have been giving this week are giving me life have you followed any of this no what do you recommend which interviews do you recommend i honestly i don't know i'm just seeing like clips that people tweet or like quotes from different interviews i don't even know where they're coming from but um who the, the guy who plays tom i don't know his name in real life matthew mcfadden matthew mcfadden and then the um Oh, what is the actor's name? The really weird one that method actor, oh. um, Jeremy Strong. Yeah. <laughs> so the two of them have been like asked questions about like what they think about the show, how they felt about what happened to the characters and like whether they're going to stay friends with the other actors on the show. And like all of them have just been like, uh, yeah, I don't really think about it that much. It's it's over. Like the, we wrapped and now I'm moving on to the next project. Now nah, we're probably not really going to stay in touch because, you know, they were co-workers and like everybody's just sort of like disengaged from the emotion of their own show in a way that I actually am finding very refreshing and funny. It's just a job. Yeah. And well, like, cause somebody tweeted about like, that's so weird. How could you work with them that closely and then be like, oh, we're probably not going to stay in touch. And, and then I got thinking about it and I was like, I guess I've left jobs and we pretty much don't stay in touch with the coworkers very much, you know, like yeah. sometimes I do and like maintain those friendships, but like I worked at a bank all through college. The last time I talked to anybody I worked with at that bank, whom I loved by the way, yeah, 15 years ago, <laughs> I have no idea what those people are up to now. Yeah. And you, that's, you, that's normal. That's yeah. relationships come and go and yeah. Um, yeah. I think that I think that this was a great way for the show to end. Um, I'll miss it. Yeah. But I'm also a real a little relieved to have it out of my life. I honestly, um, if anything, I think it went one season too long. Okay. I think um, season three was a real stinker. Was that the COVID season? Yeah. That's and and you know what we and we've talked about this like. I I think I just need to give it a little bit of a break. They had a really hard time filming because of yeah. COVID. And so I think they did probably the best they could. But uh, I I didn't want to follow this story for as many years as I did. I guess that's what I'm saying. Like I, I could have gone one season less and been like, I'm satisfied. But yeah. 
uh, I do think this final season was my favorite. Yeah, it was phenomenal. Yeah. Uh, they really, truly stuck the landing. Yeah. Um, we are actually going to see this movie for next week. Uh, you Hurt My Feelings. So stay tuned for that. Thank you so much for listening, and we'll talk to you soon. Thank <laughs> you.